Well, good morning. My name is Pastor David. Just to introduce myself, I'm the assistant pastor here at Calvary Chapel North Shore, and I just want to say thank you to everyone for the support, for Youth Turn for Christ, and Pastor Steve and the Lord giving me the opportunity to be here this morning and to share the Word of God with you guys. But we're not going to be in Philippians, I'm sorry, to break that. And I know this is supposed to be a New Year's message as New Year's was last week. It's better late than never, right? So we're actually going to be in Luke chapter 15, and we're going to hit the ground running because there's a lot to say, but very little time, amen? We're going to be in Luke chapter 15, verse 11. So if you guys have your Bibles, tablets, phones, whatever it is you guys have, please open up to this chapter. And we'll just pray real quick. Lord, thank you so much for this morning, for your word, God. I ask that you would give us eyes and ears to hear what the Spirit is trying to tell us this morning, Lord. And that you would speak to our hearts, that we would have open minds and hearts to receive what you have to tell us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to go over the passage, but this passage is actually the prodigal son. So if you guys have been in the church or you guys, um, yeah, if you guys have been in the church for a while, you guys probably know this story. It's it's a popular story um, about a prodigal son or prodigal sons. And there are three characters in this story, and Jesus Christ actually paints a very beautiful picture of a home and three characters, one being the father, a father, and two sons. And and what Jesus is doing is, is if you guys already knew that this father actually represents God, and these two sons actually represent us, and what it is is God and us and our relationship with him. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we're going to jump right in. Verse 11 And he said, there was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. You see, not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. You see, with all the comfort and all the joy and the fellowship in this home, this boy does something very peculiar, right? Like, he does something very strange. Can we agree? He wanted everything that belonged to him, and he took it, and he left this house, right? He would probably look out every day on, what is it, a patio or his lanai? He would look out, and he would see something better in his mind, right? He would see something better. He says, it's time for me to go and stretch these wings, right? He's been here too long type of thing, right? See, I've been eyeing out that pasture for a very long time now, and it looks good. See, I'm going to go off and do my own thing. I want to go off and do what I want to do, right? You ever heard that saying? If you want to hear the Lord laugh, just tell him your plans, right? Just tell him what you want to do. See, the son is telling his father, I know what's better. You do. Huh? The word prodigal means wasteful. As it says, he squandered his property in reckless living in wasteful living. I think NLT says in wild living. So yes, we can say in sinful living. So whatever picture it's painting in your head, let it be painted. Amen? Let Jesus paint that picture. I don't know what that looks like for you guys, but I know what it looks like for me. But however, there came a day, as it says right here, when he finished finally what? Living it up. He would reach into his pockets and there was nothing left. Just lint right? As verse 14 would say, and when he had spent everything, 
a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went, and he hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. See, and he was longing to be fed with the pigs, oh, sorry, with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. So it finally came to this day, right? He was finally dried up. But so was the grass that he thought was much greener on that side of the land, right? And that just speaks to me. I'm not, I'm not trying to go to a rabbit trail, but sometimes even for me, I think the grass is so much greener on the other side, whether it's this opportunity or whether it's this new job or whether even just another ministry. And, and, and that was just speaking to me about, I'm just going to open it up, but even for dads, moms, families, young adults, kids, not babies, they don't have a choice. But for you guys, the ones that are going from this church because this church right here, this ministry, I don't like what they're doing here. And then they hop from this church, and, and, but we're not staying in this church anymore. We're going here because the pastor did this. And this church, we just came to this church, but hey, you know what? We're leaving this church too because of the worship leader here. And, this. and guys, if you guys ever heard that saying of just be still, right? If you guys ever heard that saying, if you ever find a perfect church, someone told me this, don't join it. Because you'll ruin it. Amen? <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> but talk about just being still, right? As we see this, this picture of this kid going downhill, you just want to tell him, just, you should have been still. You should have stayed home. Or just to go home. You see, he went. Not home, but he went further down into the country as we read. Right? In verse 15. See, this is the bottoms of the bottoms. In the Mosaic Law, they had nothing to do with swine, nothing to do with pork, but to go and live with them now, right? And to go and eat what the pigs were eating? Guys, it would make the people listening to Jesus Christ these days cringe, right? It was a very black picture, and that's the picture that Jesus Christ is trying to paint for us. And sure, I'm, I'm sure this boy was afraid to go home. I mean, wouldn't you be? Because under the law, the father had every right to take this boy to the elders and have him stoned to death or even whip him to an inch of his life. That was the law. They had every right to do this. You took my substance, you took my money, and wasted it. You squandered it. So yes, under the circumstances, me, I would be scared to go home. I don't know about you. Because not only at this point did he feel helpless, did he feel hopeless, but he was helpless, right? As it says right here, and no one gave him anything. What happened to your friends? The ones you were living it up with in the world. Right? The ones you were investing your time, the money in. And I think this was a good word for even just young adults, for even for the youth and adults. Be careful who you surround yourself with. The friends that you make. Listen to your mom and dad when they say that that boy is no good or that girl is no good because they're right. <laughs> they have that discernment. Be careful because the friends that you surround yourself with are going to be the biggest influences in your life. Let me just say this, that they're either going to lead you toward God or away from him. Amen? And so we get to this point, the moment we've been waiting for. Now our, start, now our story starts looking a little bit more brighter from here as he prepares what to say when he gets home. But verse 17 through 19, For when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? 
I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. See, that's the picture of sin or the pleasures of this world. It's deceiving. It makes us see things differently. And we just heard the message, right, on spiritual warfare. Satan would try all kinds of baits and lures to to lure us and, and to distract us and to what? To pull us away from God. That's what he's trying to do. And do we entertain these things? I love to dive because I just recently started diving. But when you go down to the bottom and you scratch like this and you grunt and then you make all kinds of noise, you pat the sand, there's fish that get curious. And, and those curious fish, the curious fish, and there's non-curious fish, right? Sometimes they don't want to play. But the curious ones, they become steamed uhu, right? You guys know. <laughs> They're delicious, right? <laughs> They're delicious. And, and so this son right, is now getting that feeling, right, as he starts to remember how much better it was at his father's house. That's what he's trying to remember. And recently, and the question is, how many times do we feel or go through that, right? Because the very thing he turned away from was what he needed the whole time. It's amazing. And I just recently went to California, and I'm going to say it, I got sick over there. We're supposed to come back, but we had to stay another week. I had a blessed time with my in-laws, my wife's family. We got, I got to see new places and spaces there. We got to go to Lake Arrowhead. We got to see all kinds of different stuff. But guys, there is nothing better than just sleeping in your own bed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to like explain that to you guys. I mean, if you guys ever went on a trip or to a friend's house or wh- whatever, there is nothing like sleeping in your own bed. Or what about like using your own bathroom, right? I mean, I don't know how that, talk about homesick. And I'm sure this boy felt a lot worse than that. But we move on pretty quickly. So it's verse, we're going to be in verse 20 now. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him. Mm. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. He didn't even finish it. But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand. Oh, sorry. And put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And he began to celebrate. How beautiful is this picture? The people listening to Jesus tell this story. They would think, right, that the father would punish his son for his disobedience, for his betrayal, right? We had this whole crowd, Pharisees, people from all over the place listening to Jesus. See, this is not the heart of the father. That is not God's heart. Every day he's been looking out for his son to come home. So I put the main points here kind of at the end of the message because I read somewhere that you only remember 10% of the message from one week ago. And usually usually it's the jokes, right? So I put this at the end of the message as the beginning of this um, parable started out as his son started asking for his inheritance. We read this in Romans that you don't need to go there, but it's in Romans chapter 1, verse 21 to 24. It says, For although they knew God, They did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools 
and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up to the lust of their hearts, to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. Because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped, the ser- worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And what I'm saying is to be very careful what you guys ask for because the Lord just might give you up to your passions. Why? Because everything here is temporal and we need to remember that. It leaves us what? Wanting more and more and more and it's never enough. We're never, ever satisfied, right? And it's how he created the world so that we would run back to him saying, he's saying, I'm your portion. I'm everything you need. Right? And I've been thinking that this is the gospel. A sinner comes to repentance and is now granted forgiveness. Church, let's remember one thing. This son started out in his father's house. Jesus Christ started this parable here in his father's house. He was a son when he took the inheritance. He was a son when he squandered everything on prodigal living. See, this parable here isn't about how a sinner gets saved. No way. This parable here is about a father who takes back a son that sins. Amen? And being a child of God, I love this verse. It says he came to himself. That's amazing. You see, some questions were asked. Oh, actually, this is, Pastor Steve said this, dead men don't wrestle, right? That's amazing. Some questions were asked and it went like this. Once saved, always saved? Yes. There's nothing you did for it. It's a free gift. Amen? And another question was asked, and it went like this. Once a Christian, can you sin? Yes, you can sin. Of course, we make choices every day. That's the beautiful thing about free will. We have a choice to make every single day. But once a Christian, let me ask you this. Can you stay in sin? No. Absolutely not. This son realized he didn't belong in the pig pen. He didn't belong there. See, the father was waiting and waiting. He ran to his son as he saw him from the distance, knowing his son will be back. He knew, you'll be back. And if he's my child, he or she is my child, they will be back. And if you are my child, he's saying, my children don't like pig pens. Right? My children don't like pig, pains, pig pens. They don't have a nature of a pig. They have a nature of a child. My child. Amen? And if my child, one day, my child will say, I will arise. I will arise and I will go back to my father's house. Because I have sinned against heaven and before you. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, right? He is so faithful. He is just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, confessing your sins, confessing means to say, God, I agree with what you're saying. Lord, I confess that you are right. That's what it means. I agree with you. I agree with your word. Right? Jesus would oftentimes heal people and he would tell them to go and what? Sin no more. I mean, we blow it every day. I love... Pastor Steve has all the one-liners, and I, 
and I, and I have to write them down because it's so good, you know, and it's, it goes like, I'm not where I should be, but I'm not who I used to be, right? That means I was better than I was yesterday. The reason why he would go and say and sin no more because it was sin that separated the son and the father. Jesus is saying it's worse to be separated from me. That's the consequences of sin than our physical circumstances here, than being in the pig pen. It's the separation from God now. He, has, he doesn't want anything to do with our sin. He paid for that. That's the very thing he died for, amen? So we confess because he is faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He says to go and sin no more because he's saying, let's move forward, amen? I agree with your words, Lord. I turn away what, I be, what, I sh- what I've been doing and now I stand with you again, amen? And that is true repentance and I love the ministry of U-Turn for Christ because that's what it means, right? We're going this way. And now we turn around and we're going this way again. Right? Since you turn. And now we finish, kind of finish up this chapter here. Verses 25 to 32. And as this story has a double ending with having two sons, I love how Chauncey said it, every party needs a pooper, right? So verse 25 says, Now his older son was in the field, and he came and drew near to the house. He heard music and dancing, and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. What these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. See, but he was angry, and he refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always with me. And all that, I, all that is mine is yours. See, It was fitting to celebrate and be glad for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. And something that I picked out of this was the brother saying, it's because I have served you and I never disobeyed you and I never got to do that and I, 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 I. I mean, you sound like a pirate, right? See, remember, he was speaking to Pharisees. It was the religious leaders of these days. These are the people in the church now. That's cool. He's speaking to people in the church, right? It's when they seen Jesus forgiving irreligious people, they rebelled against it. See, there are four lost items in this chapter, if you guys would look back in chapter 15. One lost sheep, one misplaced coin, one rebellious son, and one self-righteous brother. See, all four items are lost, but one doesn't know it. See, as he would spend his time outside soaking in bitterness. See, this brother was so concerned about the sins of his other brother that he forgot to look at himself. See, what a scary place to be in. Huh? This older son never strayed, right? As he said, he never strayed or he never broke the rules, yet this son is the prodigal of them all. Jesus Christ went after sinners, 
not saints. He missed the message. He missed the message. He missed the blessing. And like this older brother, this can be my heart. I'm saying things like, you should know better. These are the people that come through U-Turn for Christ through this ministry. We sleep and we eat. I was there for four years. We sleep, we eat, we live together. These, come, these people come, they get restored. They take, they lie, and then they leave. But it's all good, right, the first time. Then they come back again, and then the Lord restores them. And then they take, and then they lie, and then they leave. But it's all good. Then it's the second time, and then the third time, and then the fourth time, and, the, and then my arms start doing this, right? Like, you should know better. This is not the Father's heart. No way. That is not the Father's heart. That is not the way. Just because I've been here longer doesn't mean anything. Amen? We all came the same way. And what we can take away from here is as veterans here in the church or the ones that have been here longer is to have the same heart as the Father, right? Pastor Steve always says it, Romans 2, 4, it was by his kindness, his goodness that led us to repentance. Amen? I don't know if that was 20 minutes or if that was 30 minutes. I don't know how long it's been, but I just wanted to close with this. For this year, guys, as this is a new year, God's mercies are new every morning. But this year, let's, let's start this off on the right foot, right? Guys, I just want to say that this far country, as this kid went to this far country, can be anything. It's not just the location, but it's anything that can take you away from him. Anything. It can be our jobs. It can be our hobbies. It can be friends. It can be anything that takes you away from the Lord, as Pastor Steve was, again, going over Jonah. And I was listening to that Jonah message, right? Jonah had to go preach. But no, there was a boat waiting for him to take him to the other side, to the other way, right? Guys, I just want to say this, that there will always be a boat waiting for you to take you away from the will of God. There will always be a boat waiting for you guys. Satan is slick. He knows what you want, and he knows how to distract us. Amen? I just want to say, prodigals, hey, if you guys just so happened to stumble in here today, it wasn't by coincidence. You guys are here for a reason. Maybe you guys needed to hear this message. And you guys don't need to be in that far country. It can be that our hearts are divided now this year. Maybe we're too busy. Maybe we're too busy with this that we can't wake up in the morning anymore to spend that time with him. What happened to that, right? Or maybe we're too busy to make it to, now I'm doing this, so I can't make it to Wednesday night prayer group. And we do that to ourselves. Or maybe I'm too busy doing this and we can't do, and you guys can, like I said, paint that picture, whatever it looks like for you guys, because I know what it looks like for me. See, I just want to say that the robe, as we come back, this robe represents righteousness. And I, if you guys ever heard that saying, put the cookies on the bottom shelf so that even the kids can grab onto it, meaning that so everybody can understand Jesus paid for our sins, he paid the debt, and I think about debt, bank account, right? I think about debt, so our bank account. But not only did he pay for our debt, it says that he clothes us now with his righteousness. So that 
He put money into the bank. He not only paid for our debt, but he gave us something, right? I mean, to put it in simpler terms, he clothes us with his righteousness. Righteousness, we're made righteous because Jesus is righteous, amen? So when the father sees us, he sees his what? His son. That's amazing. And the ring, the ring symbolizes status. When you come back to the Lord, you've never lost your place as a child of God. You will always be his child, once his child. Amen? And the shoes. We all think about shoes. Ephesians 6, the whole armor of God is the gospel of peace. Thank you, Jesus, for saving us, right? For saving a sinner like me. And these shoes would represent the gospel of peace, the readiness to now go out and preach the same good news that you guys got to hear. He's saying now to walk in a manner worthy of me. Amen? Guys, this year, let's return to him. I don't know what you guys are going through. I know what I'm going through, and I need to keep my heart guarded at all times and my mind guarded at all times because Satan has a way to throw me off course or to distract me with this hobby. And like Austin always says, you always talk about diving. I might, I might talk a lot about diving because, hey, I'm being consumed by diving right now. It's something I love to do, but even good things can distract us at times from him. Amen? And I don't know what that looks like for you guys, but I know what it looks like for me. This year, let's return to him, right? Not just from a place, but our hearts. Our hearts can be so divided at times. And Matthew 6, 33, I just want to leave you guys with this. We'll say to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these other things that we were so concerned about would be added unto us. Because where your treasure is, there your heart will follow. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Father, I thank you for the message, Lord, that it just screams how much you love us, God. How you run after us, Lord. You would chase after one lost sheep, one misplaced coin, one repentive heart, Lord. One heart that repents, Lord, that you would leave the 99 to go after one, Lord. So I thank you for your love and for your grace, Lord. I want to just start off by saying forgive me for my attention for being divided, Lord, for not putting you first in all areas of my life, God. I return to you this year, Lord. This year, let it be a year that we seek after you, that we run after you, we chase after you, Lord. I'm not sure I understand. Sorry. But everything is in you, God. And we know you're coming back soon, Lord, sooner than you were yesterday. So would you prepare us during this time? and keep our oils filled and our lamps burning. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.